Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. Keisha Knight-Polium has grown up on TV, playing characters on shows like The Cosby Show to Tyler Perry's House of Pain. They know Rudy. They know Miranda. I've been in the business literally for 36 years. Keisha's an actress, philanthropist, foodie, and now host of her own podcast. This is an opportunity for you, my friends, my fans, to get to know me, just Keisha. This is Candidly Keisha. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. It's Friday again. Yeah, all of that. So we are sitting here today. Um, I have, of course, my trusty sidekick, little Ella Grace. You want to say something, Ella Boo? Okay, that's all Ella has to say for today. And we have my mommy here, who is a frequent guest here at Candidly Keisha. As well as Tracy. So, Tracy, um, growing up, I was the first, and for a long time, for five years, the only child. And Tracy, when we lived in New Jersey on Linden Avenue in Irvington, used to live across the street from us. And I used to tell everyone that she was my big sister. Yes, she did. <laughs> and actually, I went on Johnny, right on Johnny Carson show, Johnny, the Johnny Carson show, and I was like, "Yeah, well, I have a big sister named Tracy," <laughs> and you know, it's crazy. And one thing that I love about my family as a whole is I, I feel like it speaks volumes when you have relationships that span forty years. Um, you know, that to me, I've always say this that friends are the family we choose, and. Mm-hmm. Tracy stuck with us for a lifetime. <laughs> lifetime, lifetime. And Tracy has a daughter, Kayla, my god sister, who's also been, you know, on Candidly Keisha, who is a graduating senior from Spelm at Spelman College. Woo woo! And so now she's like my little sister, which is really, really kind of cool. Um, and then, last but not least, we have Anthony in the studio with us. Hello, Anthony. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, you you can you got a bigger hey. voice than that. Hello, and hello. Anthony tried hello. to give us the like low key sexy hello voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling you out right now, just FYI. But no, we we I brought everyone together because it was funny. You know, like I said, a lot of these candidly quiches really just come from real life and the things that are happening in the moment. And Anthony, he actually, you have two daughters, correct? Correct. Um, your oldest daughter, Dominique, uh, has been a counselor at Camp Kizzy. Um, and they started through Camp Kizzy. Yeah, they, they actually they did. Camp they started Kizzy. as camp counselors in the last two years. She's also been a camp counselor because a lot of times, a lot of our girls who come through then come back and pay it forward and become mm-hmm. counselors to help out <laughs> the younger. They volunteer mm-hmm. and help out the younger girls. Kayla is another one of my girls who, who have come through Camp Kizzy and then are on the other side of it as a counselor now. So, Anthony, 
we decided, you know, me being a new parent and all, and I haven't really had much parenting things to have to do besides, like, to put on the boob or not to put on the boob. That is the question <laughs> um, at this moment. Those are kind of, did she poop or is it just a fart? <laughs> Those are the things that I have to decipher right now. But, you know, with Camp Kizzy, it's definitely put me in a sphere to be a mom figure to so many little girls and little boys now also. And so a lot of times, and then being the oldest of four, which you guys know too, I was Mommy Keisha. So it's kind of a different perspective for me. But Anthony, bless his heart, he's so sweet. He has a daughter. And I think it's always funny with like fathers and daughters. I think part of it is because as when you're off the chain as a dad, that's karma. Uh. When you have a daughter, <laughs> and then you're just like, oh my God, my daughter's having to deal with boys and men out there that were like me. No, no. So Anthony calls my mom regularly and gets parenting advice. <laughs> so this is how this started. So I was like, you know what? Anthony can't be the only one who's navigating these mean parenting streets. So sure we might as well others, talk about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. We are sure that there are other people. So just to give you kind of a frame of reference, well, I'll let you. Dominique is headed to college. Yes, <laughs> yes. she's um, headed to college. Um, she's actually going to start um, this summer, June. Okay. Um, so um, She's doing a summer program. Correct. Okay, she's nice. going to go in with um, seven credits. Ah, nice. Um, so she graduates high school May 26th, and she starts the next week, You know June that was 5th. strategic, right? Because she's so strict. <laughs> she was like, oh, you we're going to do it again. Like, I'm getting hella bad at him. <laughs> you do know that, right? I mean, it's like an added Look, bonus because I did that. Summer in the city. Because <laughs> I did that. Like, every year before school was out, I would have something she lined up. She had a program up. already lined up. I would have a up. program lined up so I did not have to go home. I'm being honest. So go ahead. Okay. So um, she starts summer school this summer. Um, seven credits. Um went to orientation actually yesterday mm-hmm. so that was um interesting just to see what's going on um just found out their dorms are co-ed well i knew they were co-ed <laughs> but i remember when i was in college every Up other floor, floor you, exactly now you, you're, you do know it's been a long time since you were in college <laughs> yeah okay. so now next door you can have, have opposite sex yeah mm-hmm. and they're also doing something called i don't gender something where if you want which bathroom you can use? You no, know, if you want a opposite sex person to be your roommate, you got to sign off on this document. What? Yeah, because uh-huh. um, it was a lady in the crowd yesterday. She has twins, a boy and a girl, mm-hmm. and she wants. They wanted to be roommates. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So oh, that's. Wait, you a, know the crazy thing about that is what? Because once you're 18, do you have to get your parents' written permission to do that? Well, you have to well, you have to sign off on the housing like now. Okay. And if you're not 18, your parents has have to, to sign, sign for you. But my point is, uh, if you're 18. Oh, yeah. And you say cuz this is some slick stuff I probably would have pulled. Like, I'm just being transparent and honest. <laughs> I was I've, I've always been a smart one. Like innovative. We'll mm-hmm. use the word innovative, not smart. <laughs> so, my question is, if you are already 18 going into this. Mhm. Can you, do you have to have a parent's signature for this other no. sex room Mm-mm. assignment? Nope. What? Mm-hmm. Things have mm-hmm. changed. I hope they offer in some good birth control and some condoms around there. Yeah, I'm just saying. Does HBCUs? HB, no, they're no, old schools. They're, old school. they're very no, old school no, with no, it. Like Spelman, mm-hmm. you can't even have boys in the dorm until only between okay. certain hours. 
and there's no overnight visits and all of that kind of stuff. Not to say that some people don't buck the system. I was not one of those. I'm not going to, I didn't do that. Um, but you know, you, you don't have, it's not the same commingling. Yes. You have, I can only speak for Spelman because that's my point of reference Mm -hmm. in Morehouse. You can have classes with the opposite sex. Like, you know, there are Morehouse Mm -hmm. students who take classes at Spelman. I, as a Spelman student, took classes at Morehouse. Okay. However, um, there isn't all that. No. No. Mm -mm. You have to show your ID as a man when you're a student to come on campus. Mm Okay. Now you think I it's Spelman. I told you she should have went to Spelman. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. so. She's not going to Spelman? No. No, no. <laughs> Georgia State. Oh. Okay. Okay. So tell me about this. I didn't know about that. Yeah, so, yeah, she decided last week. No, I'm talking about this oh. whole, tell me what else they said during orientation. Oh, How did that um, make you feel? Well, I know. I mean, she's not going to do that, uh-huh. that, that option. Um, okay, but what happens next year when she is 18 and have to re-up on her, re-sign her, re- um, that's what I was getting yeah, at. Yeah, for the residents. I mean, I, I know Dominique. She's not going to do that. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> well, good. Um, no. Well, no, least, she... This is the thing. At least you know that it's an option. So you can kind of, you can keep an eye out for those Make forms sure. when they come in. Yeah. And yeah. then you're close enough where you can come and... Do a pop up. Well, hey, let's and, talk about that. Let's talk about that. How they're close enough because she's going to go to school here in Georgia, and they, you live in Georgia. And I know we've had this conversation. I said, don't, don't stalk her. Let her go and, to college and let her have fun. But she also, you'll, she'll know that you're there. She needs her. But just yeah, I'm her. not. I'm not going to stalk her. Um, believe me. You know. You know no what? We, we 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 live 30 miles south. So close. you come to the city to work. Listen, give her three, if, four months. If my production office is is in the city, if it's mm-hmm. not, I don't like driving into the city. Oh, okay. So okay, no give worries. Give she her has three no to worries. four months to kind of you know acclimate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. she'll she'll do that over the summer. And then she'll mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. She'll yeah, like, yeah. Uh, she'll do that. She'll be fine. On the ride back home, so I was saying, so um, I was telling her, don't go over to any. Well, if you go to somebody's dorm, a male's dorm, your friend. Make sure that you're not the only girl, and mm-hmm. there's a bunch of guys mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, don't put yourself in that. Don't drink right. nothing with someone right. that you didn't see poor. Even that, you have to be careful because someone could put something they in the bottle. They already have a punch have, spike. Right. Yeah. Mm. And then, so, yeah. Bring yeah, your own. Bring your own. <laughs> and you put it down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. I didn't think about that. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's another thing I got to remember to tell her. <laughs> Yeah, we spoke about the the drinking thing, you know, mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. sure you watch out who, you know, watch who's pouring it. And um, she wants to hookah. So I told her about hookahing. Do you know how do you know how bad that is for your lungs? Mm-hmm. It's yeah, trendy, it's, but it's bad for you. It's just like yeah. smoking. It's worse. Yeah, it it's is. like smoking. Is, I think what is right. like a hundred cigarettes for like an hour or 30 minutes of hookah. I can't remember what exactly. Don't quote me y'all, mm-hmm. but I know I saw something It's mm-hmm. that equates it to smoking. So, but I know people do. What were you going to say, Trace? Why does she want to do hookah? She see her friends on Snapchat. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they do other things on Snapchat which is stupid. Like, why would you record yourself as a minor smoking mm, marijuana? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Mm, Let's yeah. talk. Can we talk about that, guys? That is so silly. Do you understand that you are providing the evidence needed to exactly. prosecute you? Mm-hmm. Like, it's still illegal. Mm-hmm. Like, smoking, underage drinking, 
Um, you know, I, there was recently a case, I think it was like on Facebook Live, where a girl was sexually assaulted on mm. Facebook Live. No. Yeah. Yes. 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 I yes. About that. Yeah. What, you heard about it, Tracy? About I did. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. That is. I don't know exactly what happened, but they did say there was a girl on Facebook Live who was with this guy and he molested her right there on Facebook Live and they I think they did prosecute him. But the thing was it, there were all these people watching, watching. on Facebook yeah, watching Live as it was going but on. But like wh- where no are one, your morals to call the police? Right. Like no where are your like yeah. what's going on? It's just so, so you know what the, the people today are just so into not living in the moment, but capturing the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and it's just, it's awful. And, you know, they, a line really needs to be drawn on yeah. social media. It really does. Yeah, so, <laughs> social media, I think, is out of control. And you are At, so far from your mic. Oh. Okay. Social media is so out of control today. I'm on social media, but I'm not on social media. I don't have that much time to be on social media. These Where kids, I am, what I'm doing, do. mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you t- they tell their entire story on social, on social media. media. On social media, everything they did throughout the day. Oh, I'm eating this. Oh, I'm doing this. You know, yeah, it's I'm awful. Sorry. So, as a parent, let's see, mommy, what would be your biggest piece of advice that having had four children who've done this? You know, I went to all, all, me and all three of my brothers, and my youngest brother is graduating this May. What advice would you give Anthony? Um, the advice that I would give Anthony is, first of all, he, he needs to let her grow. There are going to be some growing pains. But just know that in these 18 years that you've had her, that you have done everything you possibly could to make her you know, t- for her to be the the woman that you desire for her to be. And there's really nothing else that you can do. You've guided her. She knows right from wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just, you're going to have to let, there are going to be some bumps in the road. You know, people say, oh, well, why do you need to find out the hard way if I can tell you, you know. Some people just learn by experiencing different things. So I, I just say to you, just know that you have done everything and still be there. She's still going to need guidance, but you're going to have to kind of let her go a little. Yeah. I agree with that. Sending Kayla to Georgia for school, me being in New Jersey. Sorry, can y'all hear it? My baby is snoring all in the mic. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go ahead. So you were in Jersey. I was in Jersey. Even though Kayla had a <laughs> everybody down here. She had Denise, Keisha, mm-hmm. JP, Mashawn, Jawan. You know, she had a network of people here that I felt comfortable with sending her here. But I still gave her the space to let her grow. Niecy would always tell me, mm-hmm. Tracy, um, you know, back up. Don't, mm-hmm. you know, shelter her too much. And Kayla, she worked. She she, she was per- she did she great. Yeah, I'm so proud she, of her. I am. I'm really proud of her. And even when they, she came here to college, I said to her, and Kay- Kayla's my heart. Mm-hmm. And, and I said to her, call me if you need me. You know, my thing is always call me if you need me and mm-hmm. even if you don't. But just to say, I'm here if you need me, but I'm going to let you do your thing. I'm not going to be, you know, and she'll, you know, she will call me. She's like, Aunt Denise, can I come over to the house? I just need, Mm -hmm. you know, some time. Or, you know, are you cooking dinner? Can I come eat dinner? You know, 
And, um, you know, I gave them their space, but she knew that if she ever needed anything, you know, we were here. And sometimes then that's where the, like, the big sister, my role comes in. Because there's some things that do happen that they may not feel comfortable telling you. Right, exactly. And they need to have also the people that they can go to who they can trust. Absolutely. And who you can trust to guide them in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Because there were some times where Kayla got herself into situations that I had to bust up in that joint. Like, yes. look, mm-hmm. yes. and yes. she yes. knew she could call me and she knew that she could trust me. And, you know, ultimately that's made our relationship stronger um, okay. where. Go ahead, mom. No, I was going to say, and Dominique needs to know that she has that person as well. Right. Or someone similar that she, she can. No, I, me well, and Dominique are going to have a little conversation. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so. We told her, um, you know, if you get into any trouble while you're in school, like reach out to Michonne because he's closer before, you know, me and mommy still call us. Like mm-hmm. if it's like, yeah, yeah. if it's like nine one one problems, right, right. call us first. Yeah. But not but even just sometimes, trouble. Just, you know, if she needs a girl to, needs a girl. Growing pains, growing pains, yeah. growing pains. Growing her, pains. Like I said, give go. her three to four months to figure out who she is and <laughs> who her friends are and, <laughs> and she'll be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they'll she'll go through fine. the whole, you know, fallout because of this boy. Yeah. Yes. They'll go through the, they, it's just part of it. Like, mom can tell you, like, I can. T- I know the moment, the pivotal moment in me and my mom's relationship was, because, you know, like, all girls, like, you get to an age, I think it's like, like, 13, 14, where you just are grown and you just think you know everything. Yeah. It's just oh, what happens. Yeah. And I know mm-hmm. I went through it, too, and in hindsight, I'm like, girl, stop, <laughs> stop. <laughs> but, you know, in hindsight is, you know, 2020, it was my freshman year in college, mm-hmm. and I had my, (laughs) I love Spelman, don't get me wrong. If I had it to choose over and over again, I would absolutely choose to go there. Okay. However, you know, you do deal with bullying, what they call it now. And, you know, they have all these terms for it now. Mm -hmm. So you deal with that mean girl stuff. So I had a group of girls who couldn't stand my ass. Why? Were, oh, just because. Just because oh, she you're was Keisha Knight Pulliam, and you. And even though I'm not a person who carries them, I never carry myself with that kind of air or lead with that. You know, anyone who really knows me knows that that's the last thing that I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very loving and caring and kind and down to earth and humble. But they had decided that because this is this is what they thought I was going right. to be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all the little mean stuff, like saying stuff under your breath. Well, I can't even remember all the little BS that they pulled. Man, the let last, me tell you. They uh, rolled up into my baby's room. <laughs> they came in my dorm room. They came in her dorm they room. They waited like for my roommate were, to leave. Yes. When her roommate left, they rolled up in there, and they did not. They thought they, they thought they were full they of thought, Rudy. They thought, yes. They mm-hmm. thought and they, they got Keisha. Mm-hmm. And they got Keisha From New Jersey. From North New Jersey right. is they what want, they got. They wanted to fight? Yes. Oh, yeah. And I showed my ass. Yes. I said, bitch. <laughs> like, when I tell you, I went to town and I cussed them smooth out and was like, ready. Like, look. Yes. About to pull. I was about to drag them down the halls of the dorm. And then called me up and was like, Ma, I want you to hear this before you hear it from anyone else. Yes. This is what I said. Bleep, 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 bleep. I wonder where did she get that from? <laughs> I got did. it from a daddy. <laughs> I got it honest on both sides, uh-huh. mom and dad. But yeah, they really thought that they were. They tried me. Yeah, they did. Try. Uh, and I was like, oh, not today, not mm-hmm. no. So you didn't see this coming. Well, we it'd been building up, uh, like okay. things happening, things happening. But did I think that they were going to try, try to like no. jump, like kind of come in my room and like jump me in my room? I didn't think that. 
and they didn't think that they were going to get what they got when they came yeah, in that yeah, room. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I was about to fight all of them all the way through the dorm. <laughs> so what happened? Like... It dispute. I think what happened. I was such a ruckus for me, like wop wop wop. And I had. I think yeah. I was doing. I don't know what I had in my hand because it was going. <laughs> it was about to. They were about to get it. What was in my hand? I was doing my nails, so I had like scissors. I had something in my hand okay. that I was like, Gosh. look. Did it, and so that all the dorm could hear the commotion and came uh-huh. and was outside the room and the whole thing. And finally, they were like, okay, they maybe we left. don't want they this was fight. Like, she crazy. <laughs> and they left. <laughs> and so then I'm not gonna lie. They left, and I called my girls. I'm like, these bitches. Da, 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 da. Called them up. Oh my we God. went looking for them and through the through the campus. I was like, oh hell no. The whole, but luckily it mm. dispersed at yeah, that point. Yeah. And it was like, you know, they went there. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I realized I was like, and this is something that's about me. I'm not, I'm not just how I don't feel like certain things should be fought in the media or public, mm-hmm. public eye. Or it's about what's the word I'm looking for. I, the court of public opinion, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to what's the law, what's legal. How do we handle? Like it was during Freaknik time and all that. There was a I was we got like, you go and file a police report. Right. No, what I did was I was like I read my student handbook and I because they at that point I think. It was either before or after that that mm-hmm. they had even we were out off campus and mm-hmm. we'd come to an intersection during Freaknik. I'm aging myself, and they were out the car like yelling at me like da 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 like they were trying to start stuff, and That's they crazy. didn't know I had my best ghetto friend with me that time, Sophia. Sophia. <laughs> Sophia's oh, from Brooklyn. Uh-huh. I'm from Newark, <laughs> and it popped off. And we and it was I'll never forget Layton. Hi Layton. He was my boyfriend at the time's roommate and best friend. He, we got to an intersection where we were stopped because in Freaknik it'd be like all this traffic, like it was like bumper to bumper, you really couldn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. They almost hit my car and then we're talking trash out of the windows. And simultaneously, I don't know how Sophia, she had, we had Change like huge clothes. shirts on. Like, you know, we had like a cute little halter top mm-hmm. of jeans. She had a t-shirt, her shirt was changed, earrings were off, both of us simultaneously, doors flung open. Layton had each of us, one arm, like holding in the back seat, holding us in the car, like, no! (laughs) So after all this happened, after, you know, they came after me on campus and off campus, I uh, had read my student handbook, and I reported them. I wrote a letter to the dean of students, and, you know, with what, chronicling everything that had happened, and, you know, my safety was in jeopardy, the whole thing, because every time they were the aggressor, and they came after me. So that's what I did. And they all got permanent letters written up in their file. Okay. Right. And ever since that, and they didn't fool me. They, after that. they were like, "She crazy, and she gonna go to the, the to the uh, to the school and mess mm-hmm. with my." I said, "Yes." My mom and daddy paid too much money. They paid to too here. much money. <laughs> I wonder do they do that now? The the females. I hope they don't. I hope that they. You know, that was just youth. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. But I I couldn't tell you. I have okay. no idea. Um, Dominique had a sim. Well, not a sim. Kind of a bullying situation in tenth, eleventh grade. Mm-hmm. So the um, her friends that she called her friends. Um, one one of the um, young ladies always tried to play matchmaker. Mm-hmm. And the boys that Dominique, well, that the girl wants Dominique to go out with or to talk to. She's not interested. Mm-hmm. Um, then the girl would be like, "Oh, you think you're a diva? You got pretty eyes, so you think you all of that?" Like. 
Yeah, you're gonna get that. You're gonna get that. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. If it's not one thing, it's another. Yeah, it's gonna be something. It's gonna be something. Mm-hmm. They're gonna find something. And it's their issue, not hers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. My For wife sure. says that. Insecurities. Yeah. With, my wife you know. says that as well. So. And she have to expect that she's a very pretty girl, very nice, kind of you know soft spoken, kind of you know, and she'll be okay though. Yeah, I can give her a couple comeback lines. No, <laughs> no, I won't. I won't do it. I won't do it. But let's do this. Let's take a really quick break right here. And we're going to continue just the conversation about, you know, letting go. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Candidly Keisha. We are back here at Candidly Keisha. Ella is sleeping in my arms, snoring. This is some good sleep mm-hmm. right now. I love that she like she's on the schedule. Like she's like, okay, mommy's working, so I'll just come and I'll chill. But um, we're continuing the conversation just about letting go and those growing pains and children and parenting and yeah. I was I've always been kind of feisty, like in terms of standing up for myself. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was the one, like, JP, my younger brothers would come, I'm going to get my sister. That was me. And then I'd come marching in, like, yeah. <laughs> but what were you saying? But everyone's not like that. Some girls are a little more reserved and, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, Tracy, I think like, you were saying, Kayla, everybody's their friend. Yeah, Kayla thought everyone was her friend, and I could see right through them. It's like, Kayla, that's not your friend. Oh, no, Mommy, that's my friend. That's my friend. Until Kayla had a situation, a bullying situation in high school mm-hmm. with her so-called friends. best friends and she found out who really was her mm-hmm. best friend at the time so everybody's not your friend and my my youngest always says her best friend and my wife says nobody's your best friend but your sister she tells mm-hmm. her that just mm-hmm. an acquaintance they're only an acquaintance mm-hmm. because you grow in high school you think this is your best friend and then you go on to college and then you see that you leave some of those exactly. best friends behind <laughs> behind yeah. exactly i'm grateful though that i have from my childhood one of my best we are still friends like sophia is one of my closest girlfriends you know mm-hmm. to date um we've known each other since we were like five mm-hmm. so and everyone doesn't have that and yeah. then i have you know from college my girlfriends who mm-hmm are my closest like I was just visiting one of my line sisters and you know her husband and her family and we her birthday um just passed happy birthday Leslie um we thought about it we're like oh my god we have been friends for 20 years that's crazy mm-hmm. crazy that's like Tracy and I've been friends for almost 40 years and I'm only 25 <laughs> oh lord <laughs> <laughs> I find that you have different groups of friends yes you have friends that you can you know just go to their house and you're home you can go in their house and open the refrigerator without asking and then you have some friends that who's that going out kind of friend you Mm -hmm. know that that girl who's going to have a good time, like yeah. she is the party. And who knows all the people at the club because she's there exactly. all the time. So you're going to walk in and, yeah. And then you just have some people that are acquaintances. So, you know. You have to discern. You have to, you exactly. have to, discern. You have to know mm-hmm. who to hang out when and when to hang out with them. Because right. you can't take everyone with you. And you can't take everyone's advice. No, you can't. No. Mm-hmm. You have to learn, you know, who, who advice to take. whose advice you can take. Like I always say that, don't ask no miserable ass friend 
advice in a relationship. If she is unhappy, she is not. That is not the advice you want to get mm-hmm. at all. No, because mm-hmm. misery loves company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's miserable, and she wants you to be miserable. So. When it comes to guys, should I let go with that as well? How? Let go? What do you mean? Let go? Um, not let go, I guess. That's my my concern when Dominique goes away. What's your real concern? Yeah, is that she's going to have sex? Is that she's going to get pregnant? Or what's your, what's your for real, for real concern with that? Um, that she, you know, she doesn't know the game with, with the guys. <laughs> the... the, the you know the the lines and stuff that they run. You know to. So yeah, well that's where you come in and t- and kind of giving her a heads up or teach. Okay, they're gonna be guys that's gonna say this or to say that yeah. or you know whatever. You gotta share, but with you have her. to yeah definitely you, have to share. Just don't also, lecture her, like, right? You know, just like as a and just a co- casual conversation. But you also have to empower her because I know like for men, I think their biggest fear is she won't have sex. That's going to happen. Yeah, I, I mean, so, that's... So what I would say is definitely, peep, you know, make sure she's up on game, like knows, and feels like she can come and talk to you, mm-hmm. because that's when you'll be able to say, okay, let me give you this perspective. Let me tell you where he's coming from. Because if she doesn't feel like she can talk to you and that she's going to be judged and yelled mm-hmm. at and scolded, then you're not going to open up that space for her to be able to tell you anything. And... You know, of course, with my girls, I always talk to them about the, like, if you decide to have sex, how much of a grown-up decision that is and how Mm -hmm. much other grown-up stuff you also have to be prepared for. So ensuring also that she knows how to protect herself, that she knows, you know, give, have that talk and empower Mm -hmm. her to protect her safety and her health first and foremost. But also, you have to also, you know, be able to have those conversations with her so that she can come to you. Yes. Yeah. Because I know, you know, the freshman's going to be coming in, and then you're going to have the upperclassmen guys trying to. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but let her know, be your reputation is something you don't get back. Right. That's My right. thing is, how would she know, okay, this guy is genuine, the stuff he's telling me? You know what I'm saying? Or he's just Sometimes to, you can ask the upperclassmen. Is this his M.O.? Is this what he does with all the freshmen? Mm -hmm. You know, is this, has he, does he have a history of this? Also, you probably you just got to give them time because they're going to show you who they are. Right, exactly. They're going to show you exactly who they are. She just has to not rush, you know, stand her ground as far as, okay, if she's, you know, don't just 90 day rule. How about that? Yeah, like she, she's gonna have to allow you them know. to show who she, who they are. Yeah. But and don't, don't tell will. them that it's a ninety day rule. Right, right, right. Because when you do that, you've already let them know. Okay, I just I, have to make it to here, here. Mm-hmm. and then I'll get what I want. Mm-hmm. Yes, but yeah. you just have to create a space to really genuinely get to know people. Because if ever what you say is in contradiction to what you are doing and how you're showing up, mm-hmm. how you're showing up is who you are. Mm-hmm. So helping her to be a better judgment judge of character, character. Mm-hmm. is going to help in a long long way it's going to go a long way okay and if she has a meets a guy or someone that doesn't want to is not comfortable coming around her family or you guys problem to let them red go. flag problem mm-hmm. yes. let him go i agree mm-hmm. right and away i agree you know if he's always on his phone and is secretive about his phone and doesn't go to the bathroom without his phone yeah, there's something going on and there's oh, something yeah, yeah, going yeah, yeah, yeah. on. Like you just gotta like yeah. you know, if just all the time attention. his phone is down when they're together, 
if you know there are just certain little signs that when people have something to hide mm -hmm. that happen mm -hmm. you know if he doesn't answer the phone past a certain time when you call if you know mm -hmm. they're just little mm -hmm. things like mm -hmm. and okay. she doesn't have to she doesn't have to let him know that she's aware right. of these things just okay. see just make a mental just, note yeah just you know make a mental mm -hmm. note and keep it and, and mm -hmm. also tell her everyone who hangs around the college is not in college right yes true because true, there are a lot of true. people who come to the campuses to pick up on the young innocent girls no don't fall for this oh i'm a scout and you're beautiful because i know she does modeling because mm -hmm. oh, yes. that's the other like mm -hmm. thing where they'll put you in these quote-unquote modeling contracts and then they have all your personal information then they leverage that we had a girl who came to camp we had a girl who spoke at camp kizzy several years ago she was a student at emory and she got caught up in one of those situations where she kind of got forced into prostitution wow. because she was an Emory student, you know, the whole thing, smart girl, but um, it was a modeling thing. And slowly, they, mm -hmm. they, they almost mm -hmm. groom you. Mm -hmm. And what happens is because it's supposedly a legitimate business, what do you do? Well, you're in accounting. You fill out. Your, for your W-naught, you know, you yeah. have to give your home address, your social security number, your, you know, your, all your information. So then it can be, not only do they have your hmm. personal information, they know where your parents live because where's your address when you're in college? Your parents' house. house. So then it's, if you don't do what I say, I'm going to kill your parents. Or I'm going to do this, exactly. or I'm going to do that. I'm just telling you experiences yeah, yeah. that have happened, not to scare you, but just for her to know, don't fall into the, oh, you're so beautiful let mm -hmm. me sign you up for this. Mm -hmm. I can help your career. I can help mm -hmm. your career. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Because yeah. it happens. That's There's a big case going on right now in Atlanta, in Georgia. Atlanta, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I won't even, yeah, we'll just leave that one right there. All right, that's good to know. Good to know. Um, when Keisha was in college, were you here? No, or? I was in Virginia. Was anybody down here like fam uh, support system? Well, we had yeah, we had yeah. My husband's family had family here. Okay. Yeah, he had family here, so she had someone that if she needed anything that she could call. Oh. And yes, Raymond Cody. Raymond was that Cody. Person. Hey, Raymond. <laughs> I would go over and wash clothes and cook hamburgers yes. and. Yes. Was your dad like concerned or? I'm White. sure he was. Have you met James Pulley? <laughs> James Pulley, I'm a little cray-cray. <laughs> Don't like talk about my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, part of why I was determined, like, I did fall in love with Spellman, uh -huh. and I knew from when I was little, because we filmed um, episode, an episode of The Cosby Show when I was about seven on the campus, and I literally fell in love. I saw all of these beautiful black women who look like me, who, you know, walking around campus, and I was like, that's where I'm going to go to school. Um, but... I'm not going to lie, part of the appeal was my parents being further enough away that they had to get on a plane to get here. <laughs> okay. That they couldn't just pop up on me because my dad was very, very strict. You know, now I understand that him being so strict, I mean, both of my parents were, but my mom was more the, like, voice of reason mm -hmm. in this situation, where my dad is, like, my way or the highway. And, mm -hmm. you know, that was a factor in me wanting to go so far because he held the reins so tight. Mm -hmm. But like I was saying is I understand it came from a place of love now and him just mm -hmm. wanting to protect me. Um, but in the moment, it was like, oh, my God, <laughs> you've got to be kidding me. Was that because you were a female? Do you yes. See my dad is a misogynist. Yes. 
<laughs> so JP, Michonne, Jawan, he wasn't like that. He wasn't. Them. He wasn't as, as tight. Yes. He was strict. My dad yeah. is still strict, but it was a different level with me because I was a girl. Okay. And my dad literally, when I was 16, and my brother JP was 11, almost 12, he made me take him with me anywhere I went. Like that's how me and JP got so close. My dad would be like, "You're taking J." Like he was like my shadow. And his theory was that I couldn't, I guess, get into as much with JP with me because then whenever we come home, he'd question JP about where you, where'd you go, who'd you see, what you do, what, like all of the who, what, when, why, where, all mm-hmm. those. He would question JP. But what he didn't know is JP, <laughs> I got, <laughs> I got him on the program. <laughs> <laughs> so he had the lie down pat before we came to the house. So if we were in sync. No, there was usually something smudged yeah. in there. Really like, and, and the thing was, it wasn't I was doing anything bad. Don't get me wrong. It was Maybe my parents. I was, I'm supposed to be at one friend's house, but I'm at another friend's house. Right. It, was, it wasn't yeah. that I was doing anything like crazy, but because my dad was so strict, it would be like, he may not like this friend or something, mm-hmm. and we went to the movies, and it was all of us, that friend was there. Mm. Or we didn't just go to the movies. We may have went to Fuddruckers after, too. Okay. Or, you know, it was yeah, something, like it was stuff like that. <laughs> or, you know, my parents didn't even pretty much let me, if they didn't know the parents of, the, know where they live, the whole thing, then I couldn't do stuff with them. Mm-hmm. This is in high school still. And, you know, in high school, you don't, it's not, that's, you know, people are getting older and, you know, it's just different. So my parents were still that way. And, um, like, I couldn't spend the night over people's houses, mm-hmm. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Nope. And I get why they did that, because I'm going to be the same way with her in terms of spending the night. But my parents also were, anyone is invited to our home. We'd have sometimes 25 kids spending the night at one time. Right. <laughs> my parents were very, like, okay, listen, you can't go over there. But whoever you want to come over here, they are more than welcome to. Then they'd meet their parents when they dropped them off. Mm-hmm. And then, they, you know, mm-hmm. it was the whole, and I get why they did that. So my brother, JP... Mm-hmm. We were, we are thick as thieves because we would have it together. He was like, well, I, he realized that he got to do and go and have fun and do stuff that he wouldn't have been able to do as an 11 year old. And that all I have to do is make sure that we have each other's back. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, and it also, my dad, I don't know if he intended for it or realized, but it created such a bond with the two of us. So that's mm-hmm. l- lifelong. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And all of us are like that. Michonne is the middle child. He's a little special. It took him a little... He is special. I tell him this all, all the time. It took him a little while to get on the program, but he, you know, eventually got on the program. The program. Okay. Um, okay. But, yeah. All right. All right. I'm beginning to feel some way you're talking about Michonne. Michonne is special. That's he knows it. I love him, though. Michonne is my... <laughs> but, like, that's my little twin. Yes. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's my twin. For sure. But, no, we didn't do anything real crazy. Like, we were... Like, my dad was just so strict that anything yeah. deviating from the path was like, whoa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. James is still strict. James, is, James Pulliam. James Claiborne Pulliam Jr. <laughs> now, do okay, because my wife, she's mentioned that her fan, her parents were strict. But then some of the things that she tells me, I'm like, that's not strict. Mm, it that, is relative. But did they know what she was doing, you know? No, some of the things that. I guess was like rule, rules in the house. Oh, She's like, okay. my wife was like that. Was you know they were strict, but you know I'm like that's not strict. That's yeah. just well, everyone has a different perspective on, on what, what strict, strict is. It's yeah. relative, you know. True, true, true. I don't know, but my parents were strict in the strictest form of strict you can think of. 
Okay. Like, for real, for real. You was strict, Miss Pullen? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, go ahead. I'm not, you know I'm not even exaggerating right no, now. she's not exaggerating at all. When did you loosen up? Dad, never. Never? To no. this day? No. <laughs> My father is hilarious. I, but the thing is, it's... It's one of those things that I just got to love about him. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just who he is. And the moments that I see him soften up and loosen up are with the grandkids. Yes. Like, he's a whole, yes. like, I'm sometimes when he's with them, I'm like, who are you? Can you stay? Because even now, she was to bring somebody home or whatever. Oh, my goodness. Every guy that she's ever brought home, he's giving the, the business. Yeah, give him. Hold on. I have a story. Hold on. So <laughs> me, Michonne, Jawan went to New York like two years ago to shoot uh-huh. a film. I remember. When we came back, your dad picked us up from the airport. Mm-hmm. So that was my first time meeting your father. So I was in the, I was in the land, the blue SUV. I think Jawan used to drive. The, the land cruiser. Yeah. So I was in the Front seat, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was taking me home. So he said, start from middle school and tell me about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like James Pullio. Now you see, that's, that is quintessential James Pullio. And so, I told my wife, I was like, I was, I felt I nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Hey, but take that and use that. When you meet one of Dominique's friends or something, right. start from start middle from school and tell me about yourself. Stuff my dad will do yes. <laughs> to this day. Like you, this was like a year or two ago, and it was my brother. So mm-hmm. can you imagine how he is with me to this day? I just remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yep. him. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, I appreciate it now. I get it. I value it. But sometimes I'm just like, Dad, come on, mm-hmm. come on, Dad. He's never gonna. He's, he's never gonna change no, though. That's never. just who he is. Yeah, that's who he is. Hands down. So. So let's let's. What are some, well, um, some pearls of of wisdom as we kind of wrap things up? What would you? We'll start with Tracy. Parenting. It could be about anything. Um, parenting. Be your children's friend, but not be their friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Kind mm-hmm. of like I learned that from Denise. Well, Nisi, as I call her. <laughs> and you know what? I'm sorry. Everyone used to be always be upset with me because they was like, oh, you're always trying to be your kids' friends, and you're, you know, this and you're that. And I'm just like, no, I'm not trying to be their friends. But we know the difference. We know the lines that mm-hmm. you can, you know, cross and what you can't and cross. And the dynamics of the mother or the d- dynamics of the parent-child relationship, it changes over time. Yes. It does. Yes. Absolutely. It does. I agree. I'm sorry, Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. So just, like, be their friend. Like, I always was trying to be a mother because Kayla was my only at the time. So, you know, I was kind of strict, but not really knowing how to be strict. <laughs> <laughs> but I will watch. I watched Nisi with her four, and Nisi would tell me, you know, Tracy, don't, you know, come up off her a little bit. Just let her... Let her come to you with things instead of always you on top of her with things. And Kayla wouldn't tell me anything in high school. And I would go to parties with her and sit there in the house as a chaperone. Mm -hmm. And we got into it like 10, 11, 12 years old. Kayla was like really like, Mm -hmm. I guess I was on her nerve all the time. But I learned to relax a little bit and trust 
who she was mm -hmm. and just let her, because I would call Nisi all the time, you know, Kayla's, uh, Kayla's doing this or Kayla's not listening or Kayla, she'll say, you know, just let her, let her, let them figure it out. Just let her figure it out. Figure and she was out. right. Just let her figure it out and she'll be okay and you'll be okay. And so be their friend, mm -hmm. but know when to be that parent kind of thing. Okay. If that makes any sense. Yes. Yeah, because when you give them all the tools necessary, <coughs> then you know that they'll make yeah. the the right decision. Exactly. Yeah. You, you know. And my parents definitely gave me the tools. Mm -hmm. I can say that. They definitely gave me the tools and I'm really enjoying Ella mm -hmm. and even though I've been like mommy Keisha to hundreds of little kids and Camp my Kizzy even girls. my brothers and Camp Kizzy girls, it's amazing, you know, having this little life. In realizing that, you know, parenting doesn't have a manual. No. Like, no, it, doesn't it doesn't come no, with a manual. No, no, no. We're kind of, I realized I was the guinea pig. My parents were just making this, making it up as <laughs> they went along. And, um, and, you know, with that, I know my job is to help her be the best version of her. Is to help support her dreams and mm -hmm. her goals and becoming the person that she's destined to be. It's not about me living out my missed opportunities or things I wish that I had have done mm -hmm. through her or giving her my fears. It's not about that. It's about, you know, me just allowing her to be the best version of who she is and loving her unconditionally through the process. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, people, I joke about, oh, she's going to Spelman and she's going to be a Delta and all this stuff. And I do, I pray that those are things that she wants to do. But I also know that it's not for me to force it on her. Yes. Because mm -hmm. my dad tried to force down all kind of schools on me, and I was like, I was hell-bent. I am going to Spelman. So I also know that feeling of being so clear about what you really, truly, in your heart of hearts desire. And I would never take that away from her. And I'm just, like, enjoying the journey. Like, I'm enjoying every day that she's growing and changing and smiling and new mm -hmm. things. She had her, it was her first flight this past her first flight this past week it was really exciting and first little vacation and mm -hmm. getting in the pool and seeing the ocean and riding on a boat and it was it was really a lot of fun because she's so observant and she's so alert to be so little and just watching her just drink it all in was such mm -hmm. a pleasure because i've always that my what i've always been so excited about having children is sharing my life with them, mm -hmm. sharing traveling, sharing mm -hmm. what I, that's why she comes everywhere with me. Like she's here in the studio. And what I know is when you take kids and you expose them to different things, it broadens their life perspective mm -hmm. and it creates a greater sense of empathy and tolerance and just understanding of differences. If they only see people and are around people who look like them, who come from where they come from, who think the way they think, there is no growth, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. there. So I'm excited for her to travel with me, for her to see what I do. And as she does that, for it to spark and inspire her to be who she's supposed to be. How about you, Mama? I agree. Um, and one of the things that we did as parents, your father and I always took you guys with us every place we went. 
because we knew that, you know, the exposure would be a great, you know, we've always, we never passed up an opportunity for a teaching moment yeah. with, you know, wherever we were, whatever we were doing. Daddy would make and you I, go to the museum. <laughs> oh, yeah, we all the, we went any place, yeah. And I just think it's very important that, you know, parents take the time with their children. And, you know, it's not about the things that you give them, the material things. It's about the time that you spend with them. Because that's priceless. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. And I think kids really do appreciate, you know, the fact when their parents are yeah. there for them. Yeah. And I learned a whole new, like, vacations are different now. And I love it and I embrace it. It was like, you know, me and Ella and then... My one of my closest girlfriends, Leslie, and her husband Doug and Brookie, her dog, and then you know Amber and Josh and their three kids. So it was so much fun just seeing the kids interact. And mm-hmm. you know Amber's youngest is a week or two weeks um, apart from Ella, and then the girls were all in the like three, four, five age range. So it was just so much fun just seeing them be so excited about all the things we were doing, mm-hmm. and you know so. Um, I loved it. And even though Dominique is on her way off to college, still make that time for her. You know, call her and see what her schedule is and say, hey, you want to grab about to eat or, you know, you want to go to dinner or just, you know, continue to have that, that time with her with her, mm-hmm. so that you can continue to, to bond. Yeah. You okay. know, and know everything, like, you know, what's going on with her at this stage. But like everyone said, not to be you know, preachy or pointing a finger or making them feel some kind of way. But just, you know, as a concerned parent, hey, I want to know what's going on in your life or how things are going or, you know, or is there anything I can do to help you navigate to make this to better? Right. So, okay. you know, so okay. I would say. So any last words, Mr. Anthony, Mr. Anthony? Um, No. Um, Pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's already done. Yes. That's okay. already done. Yes. So. Um, no. Um. Thank you for the advice, the insight, and um, I'll give you a report um, <laughs> come July. I'm going to call Dominique this week. I, told, I think she, she... We're leaving tomorrow. We're oh, you're leaving tomorrow. Country. Oh, okay. Yeah. She did say that. Well, I'll give her a call later today. Have okay. A All right. Cool. And just cool. check on her. But yeah. thank you, guys. And thank you. I hope, you. you know, that we've helped someone out there whose child is going off to college, to boarding school, to somewhere... To, uh, to give them a little bit more, you know, food for thought and insight. But this is Candidly Keisha. It's a beautiful weekend. I'm so excited. I feel like vacation has followed me with the sunshine we're experiencing in Atlanta. But make sure to have an amazing, balls weekend. And we'll be right here, same time, same place, next Friday. This is Candidly Keisha. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.